Hey, welcome to the show. Happy Tuesday. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Pete Callender here. The phone numbers, as always, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Email is Pete at thepetecallendershow.com. Uh, so I was driving in, and I was listening to Chad Adams filling in for Vince Coakley today, and uh, he was talking about the social districts that are starting up, you know, in uh, North Carolina where cities are going to essentially create these little zones where you can walk around and get trashed. And, uh, oh, no, just, you know, be social. You can walk around and be social with the beers. And, you know, I was just, you know me, I'm all about solutions. And I remember hearing the other day about how Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools was having problems uh, attracting teachers, although honestly, I don't really think it's that big of a problem. I know, I know, here's Pete bucking the conventional wisdom. Oh my gosh, we have like 350 teacher openings. Well, you did open two new schools, and, uh, you know, CMS has kind of become a bit of a hellscape uh, for uh, the teacher profession. And, uh, you know, you also have to deal with a school board that seems uh, to mostly represent constituents, uh, constituents from, uh, uh, like, outer space, I think. And um, I'm thinking there are a lot of other reasons why. But honestly, I remember sitting in Charlotte Mecklenburg School press conferences 10, 15 years ago, and they were always talking about, how they were on this hiring spree right before the opening of school, and they had hundreds of openings. I remember one year it was like over a thousand openings for teachers, and uh, you know they were trying to get people. They were advertising in different cities. Of course, when other cities advertise here, then it becomes proof of how evil the Republicans are and why they hate teachers and won't pay them and all that. Uh, but we used to advertise all the time in other markets. Charlotte Mecklenburg schools did so. There are like 300, I think it was like 377, I think that was the number, um, that they still had open a couple days ago. And, and I'm sure they've made good progress towards filling those uh, positions. Again, that's pretty normal, I think. It's pretty normal that they have these openings, and they usually, by the beginning of the school year, they usually get them all filled. But we shall see. But that got me thinking. We got social districts that are now opening and you got some people that are complaining about all of the plastic cups and such uh, environmentalists, which like that's all they do is complain. Anyway, you got them and you got the social districts and you got Charlotte Mecklenburg school district. See, you see where I'm going with this? I'm thinking synergy synergy. Like we've never seen before Charlotte Mecklenburg school, social districts. Send the kids to the bars in the social district so they can be educated by the whole community. I've been told it takes a village. So you put them, right, you send all the kids to the social district and you got all these people around. And I mean, you know, people get a few beers in their system and they gain all sorts of knowledge about everything. I mean, you'd be going to school with like, I don't know, 200 Cliff Clavins. Is that too old of a reference? Have I dated myself? It's Cheers, Cliff Clavin, the guy who knew everything, but like nothing was correct. Anyway, I think this has merit. I think it has real merit. You could call it a charter school, a social charter district or something. Also, 
it, uh, it, it could be used as a marketing tool against those, uh, those evil homeschoolers who apparently, like, that's been growing in popularity for some reason or another. I can't figure out why uh, people are taking their kids out of the government school systems. But uh, you could fight against uh, the homeschoolers with these social districts. How? Glad you asked. See, I've thought of this. This is, this is my commute. As I drive in, I'm, this is what, these are the things I think of. Here's how you fight against the evil homeschoolers. What has always been like the number one attack from government school advocates against homeschoolers? Socialization. Exactly. Socialization. That, oh, your kid isn't going to public school. And so they're not learning how to avoid knife fights and, you know, gang fights in the hallways. They're not learning how to avoid, uh, you know, becoming victims of uh, harassment or abuse. You need to socialize them in the government system. And so the socialization hit. It was always the go-to. It's always been the go-to. Well, here you have it. Social district. It's right there in the name. And that's what what the whole Antifa thing taught me, too, was that if you just call something something, then it is that thing. Even if it's the opposite, it doesn't matter. And you'd be like, look, we got all our kids. They're all going to the social districts. They're getting socialized there even better around all of the drunk community members that are teaching them all sorts of stuff. Look at that socialization. All right. Okay. Admittedly, there may be some downsides to this idea. I never say this. I never say, you know, ideas are always perfect. I just, I throw it out there and uh, we see how it goes. You know, there are no bad ideas under the cone of creativity, I always say. So we're just spitballing. Speaking of uh, schools getting ready to start back up uh, the school year, right? And you got the the buses that are doing the dry runs and everything around town. And uh, I think they need some bus drivers as well. Let me see here. The Charlotte Observer had a story about... uh, uh, Okay, well, they got... All right, well, it doesn't matter. So they need... uh, Oh, yeah. 100 cafeteria workers. They need 41 bus drivers. Uh, but they got 28 trainees who are working through the process now, so like half of that. All right, so they still need some bus drivers and uh, some other employees, some crossing guards, like 20 of them. But um, I heard the story the other day about you know people not stopping for the stopped school buses with the red lights flashing and the, the arm uh, extended out. Now, truth be told, I'm just kind of resubmitting an old paper from a different class in an earlier grade. But this was an idea that I had several years ago. I think it has real merit. You take the arms on the school buses and you have them uh, have them as like uh, spray paint apparatus. Like, uh, like when the arm extends out, it can either spray the paint or you just have like a big paint roller on it. And then if anyone goes past you, it paints their car. And then everybody knows... There's the person that went around the school bus. I think it's, I mean, seriously, like, I think it's win-win. It, it, it tells everybody this person's a terrible human. They passed the stopped school bus. Um, and I think it would actually reduce uh, the amount of school bus passing because nobody wants their car painted. Unless, of course, their car is painted the same color as the paint, which we would have to kind of account for by picking the absolute nastiest color uh, in the palette. I don't know what color that would be. I'm thinking fuchsia. Don't see a lot of fuchsia cars. Yeah. Although, I don't know. Some of those Subarus nowadays, they're getting kind of close.
some of the sports cars. But that would that would be a way that would be a way to identify people and maybe cut down on the uh, the school uh, uh, cross or stop guards uh, spray paint. That obviously the downside on just like uh, spray paint is you're going to have spray paint on the road. Unless you could do motion activated, if you do motion activated, something like that kind of technology, then the car comes up and then you just spray the whole car and then the whole car, windows and everything. And then, well, that might actually pose some problems because then it would actually go into traffic and maybe uh, hurt some people because they can't see out their windshield anymore. All right. So I'm back to the roller idea. Big arm. You'd have to make the arms really, really long. So they would come out over like, you know, a whole left lane of traffic and then anybody went around them. Bam. You get painted car. Just spitballing here, people. But if anyone in CMS is listening, I have some schematics drawn up. Yes. Yes, Jan. Email to Pete at thepetecalendarshow.com. Jan says, on the Mecklenburg County School Social District's idea, I have no doubt that if you include... A uh, drag queen story hour portion to the school social districts. The progressives will be all for it. I think, yes, I think this is the kind of forward thinking. You got to say it like that, too. That's that's how all of the left thinks uh, forward. That's the the battle cry. Uh, That was the name of the yeah, it was the name of the commie uh, rag back in the day too. forward. And so uh, this is the kind of forward thinking that. I think we could really implement and and blaze a trail. Charlotte Mecklenburg School Social Districts, they don't have to hire. Actually, they could probably furlough a whole bunch of teachers. And from what I understand, uh, like a lot of teachers, they do enjoy the drinking. That's what, Well, I mean, I've heard that. I don't know. I mean, after hours, of course. I'm not saying they're drinking on the job. They're saying at night afterwards. Anyway. It's a coping thing. Anyway, whatever. It doesn't matter. The point here is, is that the social districts are a thing now in North Carolina and Charlotte Mecklenburg schools need some staffers. And so I'm thinking we put them all together and have a Charlotte Mecklenburg uh, school social district. And this would uh, obviously utilize all of the people drinking at the social district to act as surrogate teachers. They could all it takes a village. They could all help with the uh, the teaching of the future generation. Um, What else here? Oh, so. Did you hear this this thing about uh, they apparently took uh, the the FBI apparently took a whole bunch of Donald Trump's passports? Have you heard this? I don't know how many he had like three. One of them was expired. I don't know why he got two. Maybe one of them is under the name of like John Barron or something. I, I'm just kidding. That's just the name he used as a uh, for his PR guy back in the day. But anyway, uh, I, I don't know why you've got all these passports. Maybe one was his and one's Melania's. I don't know. But the report I had seen was that. Uh, they took his his passport, and then he said they took, like, all three of his passports. And now the FBI has come out, the DOJ has come out and said, hey, well, look, uh, if, you know, we take a box of stuff and there's something in the box of stuff and we just inadvertently take it with us, then we will return it to you. Which I'm not sure that's supposed to be how that works, is it? But it doesn't matter, you see, because in the meantime, in the last 24 hours, what has happened is Blue Anon uh, has been all over the social media saying that he was a flight risk. He's a flight risk. Donald Trump's a flight risk. The guy with the mansion down at Mar-a-Lago, it's like basically where he stays all the time unless he goes out and does a, a speech someplace. He's always at Mar-a-Lago. 
Now, if you're trying to prevent him from fleeing, I would just submit you put uh, ramps that go down off of the front door, and he has a hard time. I'm come on. All right, I'm just, I'm just kidding. He's just remember him walking down the ramp, and just like with Joe Biden, you would just if you were trying to keep him from fleeing, you would just put stairs or a bicycle. That's the very obvious solutions to this stuff. Oh, look, I'm just giving away these ideas. Just giving them away. I'm a giver. I just give them away for the betterment of society. You're welcome. And I don't think I can help on this. Monkeypox. In any way, shape, or form, I don't think I can offer any solutions on the monkeypox. But more specifically, they need to rebrand. I'm, that's not me saying that. This is the... The totally credible, totally believable World Health Organization elites. They, uh, they, they, they think the term monkeypox is um, offensive. I'm not sure to whom, but a couple of different stories indicate it might be towards humans, which I thought to be kind of weird because if you're going to say it's offensive, I'm thinking first. Right. Monkeys. And then if not monkeys, I'm thinking pox, because that's the name. But apparently not. Apparently they think it's offensive to humans, which is kind of weird. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Email to Pete at thepetecalendarshow.com. From Mark, says, Pete, laying off all the teachers and educating the kids in the social districts by, you know, 100 Cliff Clavins. And, um, you know, they could be progressive in the layoffs like Minnesota and their teachers union and lay off only the white teachers first. That's the new policy, right? If a teacher of color, or as I like to call them, talks. TOCs. Um, if a uh, teacher of color is on, I don't actually call them that. <laughs> That's like the, would that be a B talk, uh, right? Black or by talk, black indigenous teachers of color. There you go. Isn't that what it, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, if a teacher of color is on the list to be laid off, schools are required to replace them with a white teacher to lay off instead. So progressive and racisty. Well, that is the core of progressivism. Little bit of racism, always just below the surface. So I'm guessing that's what's going on here with the who, not the band, but uh, the World Health Organization. And it's uh, utterly disgraced, but still employed for some reason, Director General, Dr. Tedros Adhanom Gib, Gib, whatever. Anyway. He met with scientists this week, Tedros did, to discuss best naming practices for diseases. Best naming practices for diseases. Why don't we just ask them how they identify? Uh, duh. They'll let us know. They know in the womb what they're going. They have an idea. That Look. What, you're telling me they, you're telling me they don't express themselves in some way that you can't identify that? Come on. Who's the phobe now? The focus is to avoid offending any, quote, ethnic, social, or professional groups. All right, so monkeypox 
is going to offend ethnic, social, or professional groups, which. But didn't、uh, Peter Tork, didn't he already die? The monkeys aren't getting back together. I don't understand what the threat here is, right? Or is this like the estate? Like,、uh, what's his name? Dolenz, Mickey Dolenz, and Peter Tork, and I don't even know the other two guys. But like the monkeys, is that what you're talking about? Are you guys getting sued by the monkeys over monkeypox naming? I don't. Ethnic, social, or professional groups. And to minimize harm. To trade, travel, tourism, or animals. Monkeypox. <laughs> Monkeypox is at the top of the agenda to receive a new name. And so now there's a different word I'm going to throw at you here. It's called clades. C L A D E S. I don't even care if I'm pronouncing it correctly. C L A D E S. Maybe it's c a l a d e s like the yoga thing or whatever. c a l a d e s or maybe it's. Clades, Clades, Clades. They're variants. Just call them variants. Why do you got to come up with this stupid name, Clades, Clades, whatever? Variants. Two variants of the disease have already gotten new names. One's called, are you ready for it? Clade one. And the second one is called Clade two. Okay. That shouldn't be confusing at all. So now you're going to have what? Clade one, clade two, clade three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Under every single disease, all the variants get their own clade numbers. Okay. But what are we calling the actual disease? Hmm. The WHO released a statement the other day announcing the new names of the two variants of monkeypox using Roman numerals instead of geographic areas. The Congo Basin variant. Wait a minute. I thought you just said you don't want to offend professional groups. And yet you're, you're using the Congos? Yeah, Walt, come with, Walt, come with me now, right? That's their song. What are you doing? So, so you're not offending the monkeys, but now you're going to offend the Congos. What's up? What's going on here? There's some bias going on. I don't know what. All right. Maybe it's anti Australian. I think the Congos are from Australia, right? Anybody? No Congos fans in the, in the room? No? Nobody knows? Yeah, they're both looking at me. Even the millennial? Bernie, the resident millennial? The official spokesperson for millennials doesn't know the Congos. All right, so that's your mission now. Go Google the song, find their hit. It's a one hit wonder.、Um, Congo Basin variant is now Clady One, Clady, Clad, whatever. One, variant one. And the West Africa Clade is Clade Two. This is to avoid stigmatization. Is all of this political correctness run amok? Well, it looks like it says Karen Townsend at hotair.com. She says, Who are they afraid of offending? Monkeys? Africans from the Congo or West Africa? Other di-、uh, diseases are named using geographic locations. The, I mean, the one I'm thinking is Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever, which was offensive to all John Denver fans, but nobody seemed to care about that. No. It's the coronavirus that came from Wuhan, China. Remember that whole? Oh, yeah. I had some fun with that. Look, I was. All right. They said, oh, you don't call it the Wuhan flu. We don't want to stigmatize the Chinese. And they told us, don't call it that. So we get a lot of money from them. So we're not going to call it that. I mean, that's obviously what was going on. The communists of China didn't want everybody to associate、uh, the, the 
the COVID virus that was ripping through the world uh, with the communist Chinese lab from whence it came. They did not want any associate. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. The animals in the wet market. Right. Totally. Right. So they didn't want us to associate that. So I said, fine. You know me. I'm a giver. And I said, I will. I will give this win to you. Kami Chinese. I will not call it the Wuhan flu. So I arrived at the, the Kami crud. And so I called it that for a while. No one was supposed to call it the Wuhan virus because it might offend communist Chinese leaders. Numerous other diseases, including Japanese encephalitis, <gasps> Marburg virus, <gasps> Spanish influenza, <gasps> and Middle Eastern respiratory syndrome <gasps> have been named after the geographic areas where they first arose or were identified. The World Health Organization has not publicly suggested changing any of those names. Are they less hurtful? Do they have less of an impact on uh, on tourism? Do they not stigmatize as well? And here's the kicker. You could say, well, you know, monkeypox is new and these other ones were old and so everybody already calls it that, whatever. Slight problem with that, monkeypox has been around since 1958. And there's a vaccine for it, people. The world's population has managed to live with the name since 1958. You know why it was called monkeypox? This one's going to blow your mind. Research monkeys in Denmark were observed to have the pox-like disease. They literally named it the thing that it was. How is this offensive? How did this become offensive? I have some, I have some theories which might get me fired. Up next. The song is offensive. Well, the band. Well, the name. Come with me now. Come with me now. You've heard it. You've heard this song. And uh, the resident millennial... Bernie does now recall. That's the Congos. All right. Yeah, Chris is a bit older, so I didn't expect him to know it. Although I kind of thought, you've, heard, you've never heard this song? He's shaking his head. No, you've ne- never. All right. So but Bernie recognized it. He was apparently spelling the name Congos incorrectly while doing the searching, which that is, very, that is a very millennial thing to do. So uh, <laughs> I kid, I kid. So that's the Congos. And so this Congo Basin variant of monkeypox is now called Clade 1 because they don't want to offend people in Congo or something. I, I, I guess. But look, if you're traveling to Congo or Congo Basin, I don't know, is there a specific part of the Congo called Congo Basin, or is it, is that a larger area than just Congo? Look, if I'm going to this area, I would want to know, oh my goodness, there's a variant named after this area. I'm definitely not going to have sex with other men in Congo Basin, because that's where the variant came from. Right? Isn't that like, that's predominantly who's who's getting it? Not to say that it can't affect it. It's an STD of certain kind, right? And you can get it in close proximity and rub it and grind like raves. It's like, a, it's a rave STD. It's a rave disease. When you're in there and you're rubbing up on each other and uh, breathing in each other's lung juice, then that's what's going to get you uh, the monkeypox. 
But until, well, maybe we come up with a symbol like Prince did. Remember Prince and he changed his name to that weird symbol? I think it was something he was trying to get out of like some contract or whatever. Maybe we do that with monkeypox. Right. uh, So Stan says, so I guess white people don't qualify as belonging to an ethnic, social, or professional group, but monkeys do? Yeah, that's... uh, it seems to be the uh, it seems to be the the suggestion here. Uh, let's see. This is Gary who says, "How about Poxtainer? Poxtainer? No, that it doesn't have the same ring as Votainer. It does not." Uh, yes, I'm, I'm not going to read your next suggestion, and I will agree with you, Gary, that amateurs should not try this at home. Keep up the good fight. See, this is why I I try to tell people like leave it to the professionals. If I'm going to get fired coming up with an alternate name for monkeypox, let that be me. Let it be me, Lord. All right, so the uh, first human case of monkeypox was reported in the Democratic Republic of the Congo in 1970. Thus, the name of that variant. So this isn't even an old, or a new variant. It's an old one. And it came from the Democratic Republic of Congo. So, okay, you want to get rid of Congo Basin. You're going to rid- Okay, fine, let's get rid of that. How about we just then take the first part and we'll just call it Democrat pox. Is that okay? Democratic pox? Demo pox? No? Look, I'm just trying to be helpful. The Western outbreak began in May in the UK, in Portugal and Spain. Okay. So we got UK, we got Portugal, and we got Spain. Well, I don't want to limit it to just one of those three places, so how about I take all of their abbreviations, first letter of each of them, kind of jumble them up a little bit, and let's go Portugal, UK, Spain, we'll call it Puspox. How about that? I apologize, it's lunch hour. My bad, I forgot. It has now spread to the U.S., Canada, France, and Germany. All right, let's take those letters. France, U.S., Canada, all right, I'm going to stop right there. That definitely will get me fired. Scientists are concerned about Racist connotations and also stigma for the LGBTQ community. Are the monkeys gay? What's happening? There have also been attacks on and poisoning of monkeys. That's unacceptable. They did not. They did not ask for the pox upon their houses. That's. Now, Karen Townsend said, I think there's an urgent need to alert gay men of how monkeypox spreads. Outside of Africa, 98% of cases are men who have sex with men. There is a limited global supply of vaccines. Health officials are trying to stop monkeypox from becoming entrenched as a new disease. So how about we just, you know, tell people the truth instead of rebranding the disease name?